Today you join hundreds of established and emerging writers who are discovering ways to reach their writing goals and have fun by being more curious, creative, and productive. You're listening to Ann Croker, Writing Coach. This is episode 168, How to Be a Better Writer, Part 3, Write Tight. In a recent release of Revisionist History, Malcolm Gladwell introduces his podcast listeners to Dr. Bernadine Healy. In this episode, he asks Joanna Schneider, who worked with Dr. Healy at the National Institutes of Health, to describe her to listeners. Schneider said several things, including this. She had a wooden sign on her desk that said, Strong verbs, short sentences. And that was Bernie. Using that wooden sign's message as a callback, Gladwell seemed to say that Dr. Healy's value of strong verbs and short sentences conveyed formidable strength, in person and on paper. A force to be reckoned with, Dr. Healy communicated with precision and clarity. Strong verbs, short sentences, reminds me of the advice we hear so often, write tight. If it is possible to cut a word out, always cut it out, said George Orwell. Writing improves in direct ratio to the things we can keep out of it that shouldn't be there. William Zinzer Omit needless words. William Strunk, Jr. I thought about stopping right there. I mean, strong verbs, short sentences. Strunk nailed it. In an increasingly impatient world accustomed to texts, tweets, and sound bites, this classic advice feels timely and, like it or not, necessary. Readers are impatient. We can't waste their time. Now, as we embrace this new cultural tendency towards sentence fragments and text speak, we can write so tight we'd squeeze out nuance, texture, and meaning. If we interpret omit needless words to mean write in the sparest style possible, like Hemingway, we may be missing the point. The Elements of Style elaborates on its own concise, unambiguous three-word sentence omit needless words when it says this, Vigorous writing is concise. A sentence should contain no unnecessary words, a paragraph no unnecessary sentences, for the same reason that a drawing should have no unnecessary lines, and a machine no unnecessary parts. This requires not that the writer make all his sentences short, or that he avoid all detail and treat his subjects only in outline, but that every word tell. Let every word tell. Make every word count. Instead of hacking away at our work, reducing it to a series of short sentences that hammer away at the reader's ear, We study our work to determine the necessary elements. Sometimes we may need more words for clarity. Our culture often points to Ernest Hemingway as the master of strong verbs and short sentences, elevating him to the master of concise, clear writing. So much so, someone created an app called the Hemingway Editor. From its help page, it claims the app makes your writing bold and clear. Almost any bit of writing could use some cutting. Less is more, etc. So the Hemingway editor will highlight, in yellow and red, where your writing is too dense. Try removing needless words or splitting the sentence into two. Your readers will thank you. 
Using the automated readability index, the Hemingway editor evaluates the grade level of your writing style when you paste a portion into the app, which you can do online for free. The funny thing is, it turns out Hemingway didn't write like Hemingway, at least not the way we've oversimplified his style, reducing it to strong verbs and short declarative sentences. I plucked the sun also rises from my shelf. Listen to this sentence. He was married five years, had three children, lost most of the $50,000 his father left him, the balance of the estate having gone to his mother, hardened into a rather unattractive mound under domestic unhappiness with a rich wife, and just when he had made up his mind to leave his wife, she left him and went off with a miniature painter. That's one sentence, just one, penned by Hemingway himself. For fun, and I'm not the first to try this, I pasted it into the Hemingway editor online. This sentence received a poor score. The app suggested I simplify it because its readability was postgraduate, and that particular sentence is, in the app's words, very hard to read. I added the two preceding sentences just to see how that affected the app's evaluation, so that it started out, He was a nice boy, a friendly boy, and very shy, and it made him bitter. He took it out in boxing, and he came out of Princeton with painful self-consciousness and the flattened nose, and was married by the first girl who was nice to him. He was married five years, had three children, and so on. That's the long sentence. So the longer passage fared worse than the single sentence. The app said two of the three sentences are very hard to read, and it flagged two instances of passive voice. So if Hemingway can't write like Hemingway, what are we to do? The Strunken White excerpt clarifies that we need not write in the plain style of fun with Dick and Jane. As the book says, don't avoid all detail or treat your subjects only in outline. Instead, make every word contribute to the purpose of the piece. Let that guide your choices when elaborating on an idea or adding life to scenes. In that one sentence, Hemingway summarized years of backstory to bring us up to speed. He included a few choice details. The three children, the inheritance, the miniature painter. The passive voice may have been on purpose to suggest the passive life of this man. Hemingway added depth to the character and context to his situation. He let every word tell. Add when you must. Long sentences may be needed, even to mix things up a bit. Some short, some medium length, and some long. But most writers need to simplify, trimming excess words to move the reader deeper into the story. Some ways to go about it? In our last episode, I recommended the tweak to remove there was or there were and revise the sentence. So, there were ten baby bunnies under the bush, simplifies to ten baby bunnies huddled under the bush. Some examples from Strunk and White. The question as to whether becomes just whether. There's no doubt but that, simplifies to no doubt. He is a man who can simply be he. Reduce this is a subject which to this subject. Another way to simplify? Well, those who write in a conversational tone may find regional phrases slip onto the page with extra unnecessary words. You may choose to keep them for effect, 
the reader may need to know where you or a character lives or learned to speak, or you may decide to clean those up and tighten. For example, I find myself wanting to write tighten up when tighten suffices. Must be a Midwestern thing. Your region may bring its own extra words to the page, so watch for them. Minimize adverbs as a way to simplify. Now, trust me, I don't know about readers, but I know editors cringe when they encounter too many adverbs. Better find a stronger verb than to intensify a basic verb. A subset of adverbs known as intensifiers, or more formally as adverbs of degree, serve us well in verbal communication but seem weak in our writing. Very and really intensify a word like very angry when a more precise word like furious adds far more to the scene. Eliminate an adverb used to modify an adjective or verb and hunt for a more vivid word to replace the two. As Thomas Jefferson said, the most valuable of all talents is that of never using two words when one will do. Now for fun, go ahead and paste a passage from your work in progress into the Hemingway Editor. It's for free online. You can study the results. Now we already know it's bias for extreme brevity now that we've dropped in that Hemingway sentence. But just check it out. It'll catch repetition and long phrases and offer alternatives for how you can express the same idea in just a word or two. You can decide if their recommendations seem too severe now that you're finding the balance of specificity and simplicity. You can write tight by reading aloud. When you read your word aloud, pay attention to your own energy and attention. If you bore yourself, you'll bore your reader. Take note of long sections where you can't catch your breath. Chances are you composed a long, complicated sentence. Readers have grown impatient. Long sentences can be hard to follow, so if it's dragging on too long, break it in two or cut a clause or a phrase. Because if you confuse your reader you can lose them. Be specific, which may expand your words to bring clarity and elements of style, but write tight to hold their attention. When I finish this series, I'm going to pull together all the tips and tweaks and recommendations into one document, something you can download and use, because I am committed to helping you be a better writer. I'm Ann Croker, cheering you on as a writing coach in your ear. Everywhere we may meet, and my website, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, in your inbox, here on this podcast, over at Patreon, or even in person. I'm always looking for ideas to share with you that will help you achieve your writing goals and have fun by being more curious, creative, and productive. Thank you for listening.